last night. Yes, it was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but they were able to assemble anyway. And with us in studio, City Major Scott Schumer to go all good morning. Morning. It's a great week after uh, this past Sunday, wasn't it? Um, you, um, well, let's see. Um, in one aspect, are you talking about football specific? Or oh, what? yeah. Oh, indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Once. I don't know. It's tough. It's, um, I mean, hey, the guys did a great job, though. I know they were working late hours. Yes. Oh, our guys. Get this yes. Yeah. Up. It's been so on the snow front, uh, I guess there's a few things to discuss. Uh, uneven parking. Uh, that's always a fun one. So, uh, just as a reminder, when we do declare a snow emergency, uh, if you have to park on the street, uh, park your car on the odd street, on the odd side of the street on odd days. So, if your address is 101 Main Street. You would park on that side of the street. If it's 102, you'd park on the opposite side of the street. Uh, and that allows us to get the snow pushed back curb to curb because in the event that you have two major snowfalls like we did this week, if you don't get the snow all the way to the curb, uh, if it's anything like your driveway like mine, if you don't push it all the way back because you're it's cold and the snow's heavy, uh, <laughs> the driveway starts narrowing. Same with the streets. Uh, it'll start narrowing there. So that's why we, we do this. It's not to be a pain. It's anything else. It doesn't avoid you getting plowed in uh, because, unfortunately, we still have to plow the street and the snow has to go somewhere. And we've run into a, a lot of that this week. And it's it's you grew up north of here, too. And the <laughs> same thing happens around the country in all the snowy parts is, uh, unfortunately, the, you get your driveway plowed out, the snow plow comes by, and your driveway gets plowed back in. <laughs> and uh, there's... Uh, not too many communities that do it. There's just, I think there's a handful out there. There's some, there's some very expensive machinery, but it's also time consuming and it also requires extra manpower. And usually the people that have it are uh, very wealthy communities, but there are ways to kind of unblock uh, driveways, but it's just, it's wow. honestly not practical financially here because right. we just don't have the people nor the ability to uh, purchase all the equipment at the same time and slows things down. And that becomes uh, part two of everything is uh, the complaints from downtown as far as snow getting piled up. And we had uh, close to six inches on Tuesday and about close to 10 inches on Friday and all that has to go somewhere. So in the downtown, we unfortunately, it, we lose a few parking spaces along the way because the snow has got to go somewhere and uh, try to keep off the sidewalk as much as we can. But it still gets piled in the corners where you end up losing spaces at home. You lost one out, one or two out here oh, for well. a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, several other businesses uh, around downtown had a parking space in their block taken up. And uh, we've got uh, the guys running routes. Um, uh, first, again, we always go through the primary routes first. That way, when an emergency vehicle has to get out there, as long as they can get through the few blocks of residential or whatever, they get once they get on the main routes, they can quickly get to your area. That's the first concern, which is for the reason of the snow routes. And then we get to the uh, residential areas. And then hopefully, uh, once that's all done, we can then get back downtown and uh, start the slow process of hauling the snow out of the downtown area. So that involves, you know, bringing the end loader down and just having trucks constantly running back and forth to haul out the snow. Right. It's a, it's an inconvenience, but uh, it's the same inconvenience we have every year. And there's if there's a better way, um, I'm not sure we know of it. And uh, in my travels up north and going to school in Minnesota, it was same problems up there. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's not unique to us by wow. any stretch of the imagination, but it, um, just seeing some of the comments, you'd you would think it was unique to us. But it's, right. it is just it's just part of dealing with life in, uh, in a wintry climate. I think right now with these temperatures and conditions, whatever's out there right now is bonded in place. <laughs> it's not easy. I think uh -huh. anybody, again, anybody who dug out their driveway and uh, had those uh, icy mounds to get through is uh, it's 
it was a little bit of effort this year, and I finally might have to break down. I always uh, shoveled my own drive just because uh, out of principle um, and good exercise to get me out of the house. <laughs> but after this year, uh, getting a few years older, I don't know, I might have to grab the snowblower before I don't uh, make it to the next radio show. <laughs> Jeez, wow. Amazing. Uh, let's see. Um City Council meeting last night, a yeah. uh, little more activity uh, and discussion than the uh, f- uh, one uh, initial yearly uh, first yeah, year Yeah, it's kickoff. still a little slow this time of year, but uh, yeah. you did point out it was Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, uh, day yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, we do every year do pass a proclamation, and uh, we read it aloud just to, uh, there's always a controversy to take the day off or not, and I'm of the mindset that taking the day off doesn't uh, really acknowledge anybody because I'm not sure staying at home and and if it was a little bit warmer sledding is right. really honoring the man for all the work he did and uh, to me it's better that we make sure we we have it we publicly you know have that proclamation read it aloud and, and it's not just on the consent agenda we make it part of the regular agenda for a reason that way it just draws a little extra attention to it and uh, that allows me to come on air the next day and bring more attention to it so right. <laughs> it's just yep. uh, uh fortunately i I like to think we've come a long, long way since uh, uh, his groundbreaking efforts, and uh, it's just a wonderful thing to celebrate, and some of his visions kind of uh, transcend uh, just uh, race issues, and, and hopefully we really can go back to listening to some of his core values as far as uh, just kind of treating everybody the same, and uh, one day hopefully all of us get along and not have to worry about all the other uh, baloney in between (laughs) well put yes so uh and on top of that yeah we did have a couple other acknowledgements last night and as you pointed out i'll start with the uh non-sworn officer or non-sworn police department employee of the year and we recognized roxanne glazier for that and she's been with us close to 20 years and i've known her pretty much all that time and she's a terrific individual and uh fun to hang around with person but she's also a terrific employee and uh, this is i think the first year we've done the, the, the non-sworn and uh, for her to get it the first year is kind of a cool thing because i just between her years of experience and, and what she's meant to people and um we lost somebody to a retirement um last year and didn't have a whole lot of notice going into it and so we were able to bump her into that spot and she took right over and within weeks had it down and it, it's the world of policing is fun. It's not just pulling people over and making arrests. It's the 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 amount of laws we pass every year, and every year I think we, we make mention of the hundreds of laws that go into effect, and it yeah. seems like half of them affect the police department. And um, with the increased needs of record keeping and what has to be uh, filed as far as reports go, it, it just every year it makes it harder. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I say unfortunately because anything that gets added to our budget, it doesn't make me exactly happy. But uh, <laughs> Just the the additional requirements uh, are pretty much created another uh, position within the police department, and that's you know, I'm not saying that all the reporting is bad or uh, the, the extra work we have to do is a bad thing, but uh, it does come at a cost, and I think people have to recognize that. And you know, we've this year we're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on radio upgrades. Uh, we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on body cameras and everything that goes along with that, because it's not just the camera. It's once you get the camera. It's the training, and once you get the training, it's the record keeping and the archiving, mm-hmm. and then the tagging of everything. Because somebody does want to do a FOIA request for a, you know, a traffic stop or whatever else it was for the body cam video, uh, that has to be readily found and turned over within so many business days. And it's just there's a lot of there's a lot more to it than just 
I've got a body camera and I've got footage. There's, there's a whole lot that goes on behind the scenes with all that. And um, that taxes the IT people and taxes the uh, non-sworn people for that. So, uh, But moving on, uh, we also had the officer of the year last night, and that was Travis Neese. Um, Travis is currently the uh, school resource officer, and uh, he was recognized for not just that, but uh, he's led a lot of investigations that have come out of uh, some information from up there. And uh, we, we had some recent work done because of him and his work. And uh, he's uh, been with us, I think, since 2016, I wanted to say, they said. And uh, we were fortunate to also land his bro- his twin brother. So <laughs> we have both the guys working for us, and uh, they're both great officers. And Travis really deserved this. And it was kind of a cool thing to be able to see him last night and give him that recognition because... Uh, again, policing is not an easy thing, and we're, we still have openings, so if anybody wants to contact the police department to apply and get on the list for testing, that would be awesome. And uh, you can fall in somebody like Travis Neese's shoes, and I think he's made a, a large impact on the community, and on top of that, he's from here, which is kind of nice too. So uh, he's those homegrown guys that have a, a little extra care about the community, and what happens to it is a, is a really nice thing, and that was, that was good for us. Once again with us, Scott Schumert, City Major, City of Sterling. Um, well, we were talking about this before uh, the year wound down, and uh, it's kind of popping up again. I think uh, you get it. Sometimes it's a hot topic, sometimes it's not, but uh, eventually you whittle it down to, a, I think, a workable with the uh, uh, the ATV, the U, whatever's that. Uh, yep, the UTVs, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so off-highway off vehicles, or however yeah. you want to phrase, whatever, whatever acronym you want to use. Um, we're down to, I think, probably bringing that up for a vote at the next council meeting. We just had to, wanted to have one more discussion because uh, they are already limited by state law on what roads they can be on. So if it's posted over 30, you can't be on that. Or if it's a uh, state road, you can't be on it. So we've discussed here that Route 2 is eliminated at Locust Street because it's Route 40 is eliminated, part of First Avenue because it's Route 40 is eliminated. Uh, so then it became, uh, what else? Are there any other concerns out there? And one concern that came up was not having them in uh, school zones during uh, uh, pickup and, and drop-offs. Mm. And so that we, that was added to the ordinance. And then uh, the most recent concern was uh, because 3rd and 4th Street east of Locust Street are uh, f- state highway, but uh, west is not. Uh, further west on 4th Street, when the speed limit picks up, it still would forbid UTVs on the road. So there was just a gap between Locust Street and the west side, and there was concerns about the amount of truck traffic, especially that um, Sterling Steel generates coming in and out of there, and uh, some of the trucks coming over Avenue G, uh, you know, farm trucks carrying grain, and the speeds that they're hitting going uh, down West 4th Street, and is that going to create a conflict? So uh, there was some uh, request to add West 3rd and West 4th Street to it. So uh, we'll bring back a final ordinance again right at the next council meeting. And uh, so if you have any concerns or uh, comments. Uh, this is the time <laughs> to well, get them to your alderman uh, because we will be passing that, or at least uh, bringing it up for consideration. But I think, based on the discussions, it'll likely be passed at the next council meeting. Is this going to mean um, uh, uh, an inspection of the unit, a registration, and a certain tag or plate? Yep, we'll be emulating exactly what Rock Falls and Dixon are doing in those respects. So that's a, a small fee, and then uh, it does have to be inspected to make sure it has all the safety requirements to be uh, driven on a public street. Wow. And uh, this this was uh, something that the was members of the community that have these uh, um, vehicles that said, "Hey, is it possible?" Because we see them in Morrison, we see them over here. Right. And somehow they've managed. <laughs> and that's and that's where we landed pretty much. So it, it was actually 
I'm, I'm not sure if it came from the public to the council, but we had some council members bring it up, and I'm, I'm assuming they've they've heard it out there and seen it elsewhere. And so, is um, why are we behind on this? Perhaps <laughs> at least in at least addressing it. So it's now been up there, and um, because I, I, I this is one of those topics you know is going to. There's a lot of things we do that aren't that controversial. It's just a matter of getting bids in and and figuring out the X's and Y's as far as streets and things like that. But uh, a project like this is probably not that we had a lot of controversial things to do, but and not that this has to be that controversial. But uh, seeing some potential for it, we wanted to make sure it was not just brought up in one meeting and passed. That there was an opportunity for people to to give any feedback in case there were concerns, and that's that was good because it was. Allowed us uh, to have the discussion on West Third and West Fourth, and uh, during the school zones, and we got some feedback on that after we brought it up. And happy to hear anything else before we put it in final form. Um, something I, I thought of—I uh, don't know why I thought of it over the weekend, but I did. And then, um, of course, uh, I was also uh, thought about it again because uh, we know early this morning, um, Sterling Rock Falls, probably a few other uh, agencies, or at that big fire over there to more tire. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about is uh, we had a discussion uh, probably a little bit past summer or something like that. Yeah, you're thinking about a combined training facility with Sterling and Rock Falls. Uh, did that move anywhere? Uh, there's a, actually a committee working on that and trying to get the final designs and uh, ideas on. Uh, I think the big thing now at this point is uh, if it's a live burn facility or not. And so when you add a live burn, uh, you have certain rules that get involved because Anytime you start burning something, you're running water, and where's the water go? And depending on what you're burning and right. all these things, it's uh, uh, water has to be held before it's released and things of that nature. So it becomes a lot more expensive project. And then if you do live burns, there's uh, more maintenance that goes along with that. And in uh, talking with some of the chiefs too, there's the concern of uh, <laughs> for the expense. How often are we going to be able to use it for the actual? You know, there are there are things that are e more easily done. Uh, as far as confined space and things of that nature uh, that don't require live burning that still give opportunities for a lot of training, uh, you know, high angle rescues and things like that. Uh, so that it, that's, I think that's going to be the, the bigger question going forward. And it, it, has, it certainly hasn't left us. It's not falling right. off the face of the earth. It's just uh, there's a lot of decision making that goes into it and trying to find the right uh, vendor and what they really want in the design because there's, there's several vendors that do this, and they come in all shapes and sizes and footprints, and it'll be uh, – hopefully this later this year we'll have a better idea of what we're looking at. Well, I think sadly, extremely sadly, they've had quite a bit of on-the-job going on lately. Yeah, and, and we have, and then uh, there was a kind of a quiet spell, at least on fires, but yeah, it seems like recently we've had a few here that unfortunately have uh, taxed us a little bit, and uh, – yeah, it's it, you hate to have on the job training, but at the right. same time, it does keep them up to right. up to speed a little bit. Is kind of the the catch twenty two on that. Well, we went through uh, fall and a little bit uh, mild fall. I know there's a lot of you know uh, <laughs> out in the country fires, a, a barn fire, a house fire there, or maybe a misfunctioning heater now here in yep, winter. Yeah, absolutely. And then this morning, this uh, I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people. Uh, saw the emergency vehicles going and have now discovered that uh, east of uh, Rock Falls there, uh, 30 is closed. Yeah, I'm not sure if it still is, but it was certainly this morning for a while. I, I, I'm not sure the, the present status of it, but yeah, Route 30, if if you're traveling that way, may or may not be open right. because of that. But yeah, it's a 
tough time. And, of course, as we were discussing before uh, we were on air, is it's uh, probably not the day that you want to be fighting a fire. Oh, <laughs> just, it's it's hard on the equipment. It's hard on the guys. And it's it's just a, it, it's just about the worst conditions you could you could hope for to be uh, doing that kind of job this time of year. And it's got to be absolutely miserable. Now I'm going to segue real quick because I know I'm running up against the hour, but we've talked about this time of year and the weather and the snow. And the one important thing is, is the trash pickup is delayed this week so I uh, because of, of last week and then yeah, uh, some other issues. And so, so we're we're behind. Uh, we're not. I should say we're not behind. Uh, Friday was behind. Uh, we're on schedule. <laughs> if we just uh, this year. There was a confusing messages that went out yesterday, and I just made it even worse by saying what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> but our surrounding communities are behind. Yeah. We're on schedule, but um, Friday's pickup was completely canceled because they couldn't make up for it on Saturday because Saturday was uh, brutal in a different way. And now um, yeah, we've had a lot of people not maybe as understanding as we would hope they would need to be. But uh, when it does get to those temperatures, well, Friday – uh, those trucks, as big as they are, uh, they're fine on a regular street, but uh, an unplowed alley that hasn't gotten been gotten to yet, uh, they really struggle on the alleys. And then um, on Saturday with the temperatures, that was just, you know, diesel is not uh, really fond of these temperatures. Right. <laughs> so trying to get things started. And the uh, hydraulics on those vehicles, also not uh, particularly keen with uh, getting moving uh, on mornings when it's, you know, below zero either. So uh, that, that caused them some other concerns. So this week... Uh, for Sterling residents, uh, I believe Rock Falls and Dixon are behind a day, but for Sterling residents, we're on schedule, but they're requesting no bulk items this week so that they can get uh, kind of caught up with some things and uh, understand that they're a little, it's a little slow going. Um, I think there were some pickups that they only made it partially through the routes last mm. week before on some of the days. And anyhow, just do not set up bulk ways this year or this week, this year. Jeez. You can't tell. Boy, uh, no bulk items this week, but if you do have excess <laughs> garbage in a bag that is bagged uh, because your pickup was missed last week, you are able to set that out. Um, you know, Obviously, the, dri- the driver will have to get out and get that, but that's a lot easier than calling in uh, uh, the bulk waste and managing right. all of that. Absolutely. Well, all right. Hey, we got a lot in and certainly appreciate the update. Oh, thanks. I appreciate being here. Yeah. And uh, staying warm, everybody. It sounds like we're going to warm back up and then potentially come right back down there listening to Rich there. Into the swing. Yeah. Time we'll, of year. We'll see. It certainly is. Well, Scott, thank you so much for your appreciate time it. today. And with that, we will part ways for Fox News and 9 